everyone. Welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry. I am the host of this podcast. So if you're new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. Today, we will be continuing the introduction to Aura Color series with the color gold. So over the past couple of weeks, I've been recording a little introduction episode on every single Aura Color. And gold is, gold is very interesting. I've said this on I believe the previous episode, the colors, even though you don't have to listen to them in any particular order, you can kind of just, you know, look at the description of the podcast and see which one seems the most relevant to you at any given time to kind of just take in its medicine. They do sort of follow a trend. So, you know, we started with red, went on to orange, yellow, green slash pink, blue, indigo, violet, silver and now we are on to gold and the colors start out extremely grounded and extremely tangible just with respect to their stories and now we are kind of getting into the realm of the more intangible so I'm really really excited to talk about gold but before we do that I really like to take the time before every single podcast episode no matter what kind of podcast episode it is whether it's like more of a discussion like this or if it's an aura healing episode I just like to take the t- take the time to close my eyes um if you want to you can close them with me take a couple of deep breaths and then set the intention set up the space for the episode you know call in whatever you want to call in you know just kind of clear the space so you can you know s- spend the time and sit with yourself you know whatever feels comfortable for you so I'm really used to doing this. I do this for every single episode, so I only need a couple of breaths. But if you want some more time, feel free to just hit your pause button, and then we will get started with gold. Okay, perfect. So let's get started. So... Each color has a theme. And I've said this before in previous episodes, but let me just, you know, give you a brief rundown just in case you haven't listened to any of the other colors. Each color does have a theme. And then within each theme, there are seven archetypes. So think of each color as like a little soul archetype family. Within the main theme of the color, every single archetype within that family kind of brings its own dimension, brings its own layer interpretation or medicine that contributes to the larger theme. So for example, gold's theme has a lot to do with abundance in unity consciousness. And I just want to take a second to talk about what that might mean. So I've talked about unity consciousness, collective consciousness, the idea that we are one universal family on many podcast episodes. That's a lot of what the imaginal space is about is understanding that we are all connected in that way, 
understanding that we are all one universal family. And so what's interesting about that, and I didn't realize that until, you know, I was looking at just reflecting a little bit before the episode on what gold really means to me. I've been talking about unity consciousness and collective consciousness and, you know, our universal cosmic family in a very external way. So what do I mean by that? Just in terms of, you know, if you look outside of you, you know, maybe you see your parents or maybe you see, you know, other family members or your friends or your partner or, you know, out just even outside of people. Maybe you look at your pets or, you know, the animals uh, where I live. There are tons of animals and tons of plants, you know, because I kind of live in the woods. Um, or you look at, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, or, you know, maybe you're more connected to the unseen. So you can look at that. So basically the way in which I've been talking about the concept of universal family, you know, seen and unseen, you know, because some of us do like to tap into those unseen dimensions of this experience, all of this composes your universal family and then so much more, you know, it's not necessarily just what's within your perspective right now, but it's also all of those unknown dimensions as well that you can acknowledge and honor as a part of, you know, the universal collective family. And I realized that's a really external interpretation, but what if you kind of reverse it? And that's what we are going to be talking about with gold today. So gold is unity consciousness in understanding that we are all one universal family, but that universal family is a part of you. So that might sound like a, like a little bit weird, you know, just like when I I realized, you know, with like some of the later colors, you know, like violet, silver, maybe even like blue a little bit. And now as I'm talking about gold, that they become more and more difficult to put into just like third dimensional human words. And it's more, and I think I talked about this in the silver episode, as we kind of move into the less grounded, even though every single... I would say every single kind of color family does have grounded cards within it, which is really important because some of these colors, like especially like violet, do need some archetypes within the family to ground it and then to put, you know, whatever medicine, whatever wisdom into practice. So gold, it's a very grounded and ungrounded color simultaneously. But um, yeah, we're going to get into the narrative of gold a little bit more. And we are actually going to start with the healer. So just keep in mind that gold's main theme is the abundance and understanding that everything outside of you is also inside of you, every single story. And that's really helped me to understand gold is just thinking them as stories. All of those stories that are outside of you are also inside of you. And that is internal unity consciousness. So the easiest example to start out with is the healer. So why is that? Well, I feel as if, and you've probably noticed this too, there has been such a rise just in terms of, you know, the healing community, you know, everybody, or I guess not everybody, but you know what I mean? It kind of seems like everybody wants to be a healer these days. And so this is the healer, the archetype, all of the archetypes we have. Oh, that's actually interesting. So um, this is a great example, actually, of internal unity consciousness. So all of the archetypes 
we have all the archetypes here, all 78 of them, not just the ones within the gold family. This is just like an example. They are simultaneously outside of us and inside of us. So I'm telling you about the healer now and whether or not you are like a healer just in third dimensional practice or basically it's your work, it's your job, doesn't matter. You know, you have the healer within you. You have the full spectrum, all 78 archetypes within you. That's just how I interpret them. So even though the stories, like there are all kinds of healers out there, you know, there are all kinds of essential workers, you know, that are healers, um, all kinds of doctors, um, not just even, and I say that just to say healers come in so many different forms. It's not just like your Reiki healer or um, your aura healer or, you know, uh, maybe a shaman that you visit. It's, it can be so many different things, you know? So just keep that in mind. But that's just a beautiful example just to kind of kick it off in terms of what internal unity consciousness is. It's understanding that all of these different stories outside of you are also inside of you as well. So back to the healer example. So yeah, there has been like a huge growth just in terms of the healing community and, you know, people that really want to be healers and feel like, you know, that is their, or what is it? Yeah, that's their calling. That's their gift. And, you know, that's how they want to contribute to the collective in general. And in terms of gold, the healer brings this beautiful message of whether or not you decide to be a healer or not, you know, whether or not you decide to do that, you know, as your work, you have it within you and you don't need anybody outside of yourself to heal you. And I think that's a beautiful way to begin gold and a beautiful way to kind of begin to understand what true abundance is and the abundance within. So gold is not only a conversation about unity consciousness. It's also a conversation about abundance. I'm really excited to see, you know, what comes through about abundance because abundance means so many different things to so many different people in general. For some people, abundance is synonymous with money or material wealth, you know, something like that. And I just want to preface this by saying that's not how I interpret it because the whole point of all of these aura colors is that they help you to become a more self-sustainable being and it has nothing to do with what's outside of you. So even harnessing the power of the archetypes in general, that's focused on what is inside of you versus outside of you. You know, it's about harnessing, you know, the power, the full spectrum of power and expressions of love within versus, you know, anything outside of you. So just to be like very clear, you know, I think if you've listened to any of the other episodes, you understand what I mean. So even the healer, you know, we're talking about the healer today and, you know, we're going to get into a deeper discussion of, you know, the abundance of being your own healer and realizing that you are able to heal anything and everything inside of you and you don't have to seek anything outside of you. You know, that's the color gold. What I really love about what the healer has to bring in terms of its medicine is the healer is not necessarily, it's not dependent on any healing practice. So for example, you don't have to be, you know, into plant medicine to be a healer. You don't have to be a shaman to be a healer. You don't have to be, you know, a Reiki master to be a healer. You don't have to be 
you know, into yoga to be a healer. You don't have to do any specific thing to be a healer in general or to be your own healer. You don't have to learn about auras to be your own healer. You don't have to learn about astrology, numerology, tarot in order to be your own healer. You just have to remember who you are. And that's essentially the medicine of the healer is that everybody can be their own healer and everybody can show up as their own healer because it's everybody's natural inclination to just remember who they are and then return to the truth of their own soul and then reclaim their power in their in this way. And that's a very internal process. So gold, you know, just in terms of, you know, what does abundance really mean? And then, you know, also unity consciousness, it's realizing and understanding with respect to the healer that you don't, again, you don't need anybody else to heal you. You know, you don't have to go to anybody else to heal you. And one of my favorite kind of memories just that is attached to the healer, because every single archetype I have, when you, we all experience the archetypes in so many different ways. And so we all have different memories. We all have different stories, you know, attached to the archetypes that reveal their power and reveal their wisdom. So there is one of the healers that I really admire, actually, actually all three of them, um, all three healers that I personally deeply admire have always reminded me, you know, whether or not I was actually receiving a healing from them, you know, when I first kind of started, you know, before I even started actually about learning, you know, about how I can show up as my own healer, you know, before I even knew that was an option. Um, they taught me one of the most valuable things, which was number one, you don't need me. And I thought that was, you know, just a true sign of power, just in that they weren't the kind of people to try and get you like hooked or say, okay, see you next week or anything like that. No, you know, you know, all three of them were really, really focused and their practices are based on, you know, putting the power, you know, back into our hands, you know, putting the power back into your own hands self-empowerment, you know, all, all of that. And they said, even if you do, you know, come to a healing session, I'm just holding space for you to be your own healer. And I thought that was extremely powerful. You know, it's like all three of them really knew that, you know, as a healer, they were just a space holder, you know, for us to, you know, kind of remember or realize or come to our own unique understanding of what it is that, you know, you need to do to kind of return to love, you know? That's how I view healing, by the way. It's revealing the love underneath where you might not have seen it before, you know, and that's actually really connected to the river um, because the river also within the gold family is about forgiveness. And so it's kind of in the same vein because the river is a very healing card just in the understanding that forgiveness is not necessarily you know, this person did something right, this person did something wrong, or I'm in the right and you're in the wrong, so you apologize to me. Or I was in the wrong, you're in the right, I apologize to you. No, it's more about loving, you know, what was uncomfortable to you, but we'll get to that, you know, in a second. But yeah, the healer is, we all have the ability to kind of move through, you know, what some would say, if you have ever heard any narrative about how this world is an illusion or, you know, we all forget, you know, who we are before we come to earth or something like that. That's kind of the narrative of the healer. It's kind of 
leaving behind the comfort zone of forgetting who you are and then remembering, you know? And the beautiful, I really, really love the healer because what the healer archetype challenges us to do is, you know, in being our own healers and then tending to whatever needs to be healed within ourselves. And again, it's simply revealing the love that's already there. That's what healing means to me. And since, you know, we all have unconditional love within us, healing is a very nonlinear, continuous process. You know, there is no end to healing. There is no, I am healed, you know, a, what is it? A manifestation, emanation layer to the healer is also the wounded healer. And in the same vein, in the same understanding, the wounded healer is not someone who was wounded and then healed. The wounded healer is, you know, an archetype that is unafraid to continuously, you know, look at wounds because, you know, again, wounds, that's just a part of being human, you know? None of us escape without any wounds whatsoever, and they don't have to be bad, you know? Or um, they... They can certainly be uncomfortable and, you know, painful because those are all, you know, very valid parts of this human experience. But the wounded healer is a lot about how do you treat them? You know, what is your relationship with them? And so the wounded healer is unafraid to look at them head on and then continuously, you know, just break open those different dimensions of the self you know, look at them and then understand and really feel the love underneath and then integrate them with love and acceptance. So that's the wounded healer. Um, and there's so much abundance within that. You know, I talked about the orphan a little bit, not a little bit. The orphan is a part of this silver family. And so the orphan and the wounded healer do have a lot in common. You know, in silver, I talked a lot about how the orphan is like this portal. It's an opportunity for love, acceptance, and creativity. You know, the orphan, kind of like the wounded healer, both are united in this idea that we all have wounds, you know? Again, it's a part of this human experience, but these two in particular challenge us to say, okay, well, what are you going to do with them, you know? And in that particular episode, I talked about how, you know, whatever wound that you have, sit with it instead of trying to like put a Band-Aid over it or fill it, you know, with something else and then see, you know, how much you can create from there, you know? So same with the wounded healer. Um, like, let's say, I think I used the example on that episode because the orphan is about the wounded child. So it was more about, you know, paying attention to childhood wounds and stuff like that. So I give the example that my biggest wound does have to do with the themes of home and family, you know? So in the spirit of the wounded healer, you know, that's the very, very abundant and very, very creative experience of looking at every single dimension of that wound as it comes up, not necessarily trying to stuff it down or trying to put like a bandaid over it just so it comes out in like a kind of crazy way, you know, on a later occasion, you know, not ignoring it, just being able to face it and then integrate the medicine as it comes and then use that medicine in a helpful way, you know? So, and in a creative way. Like I said on that episode, and it's just like, it's the only example I have, you know, and I can only speak on like personal examples, you know, just in the spirit of, you know, being genuine and authenticity. A lot of the imaginal space, like I said at the top of this episode, is about universal family, 
and, you know, the world is your home, you know? I'm not sure that that would be such a central theme of the imaginal space if that wasn't a wound, such a big wound in my life, you know? So that is a little bit of the orphan, but it's also a good example of the wounded healer just because even though, and again, I talked about this in Silver, you know, the concept of spiritually bypassing, and that's really important with the healer, the wounded healer as well. It's not necessarily about saying, um, with the wounded healer or the wounded child, um, both of them, oh, I have, you know, this big wound, this big childhood wound, you know, but like everything's made of love anyway, or everything is unconditional love. I do believe that everything is made of love. I do believe that everything is made of unconditional love, source, spirit, creation, etc. However, I do believe that with, you know, archetypes like the orphan and like the healer, you have to be an active participant in revealing it, you know, because we are still human. You know, I talked about a little bit about the father, which is a part of the Violet family. It's honoring the humanity and the divinity within. We are human beings, you know, so spiritually bypassing the way I understand it is simply saying, you know, we're all love. So I get to ignore it anyway, while you know, not spiritually bypassing is saying, you know what, it's time for me to activate, you know, the healer, time to activate the wounded healer and be kind of an active participant in really understanding where the love is underneath and then integrating it for myself because words are just words, you know? I mean, I guess you could repeat to yourself a million times like there's love here and, you know, it's all going to be okay anyway. That's never worked for me, you know, personally. I've really had to do a lot And, you know, put in, you know, just some energy and some love and some time in, you know, revealing the love that is there and then integrating it on my own. So that's the healer. Um, Again, the healer is just remembering who you are, remembering that you do have the ability to heal whatever you need to heal. You don't have to, you know, rely on anybody else to ever heal you because you have all of that within you. Remember, The way, again, the way I understand the healer is any healer anywhere, whether that's, you know, somebody you go see or somebody or just you in general, it's holding space for the love within. And again, that matches up and reflects and echoes really well the message that the healer is just remembering. So, and that depends on, you know, how you remember who you are. So for me, the healer is tied to revealing the unconditional love within, because for me, remembering who you are is remembering that we are all connected through unconditional love. You see what I mean? So understanding, having an understanding of, you know, what it is that you would be remembering, what it is that you would be returning to, and what it is that you would be reclaiming is a big part of the healer because that will speak a lot to how you heal yourself. So for me, it's simply holding space for the unconditional love within myself. Anytime I've ever had any sort of like reading or a healing session or anything or anything they've all held space for the unconditional love within me just in their respective languages so you know I've definitely received like an astrology reading before uh, maybe that's not the best example because I didn't really I didn't love that one um I did love the language astrology for a long time but that's not my fate oh you know what um the first aura healing I ever received um I received I received two really, really powerful readings actually around the same time. And this is actually a perfect example of what I was just talking about. 
I didn't intend for them to be around the same time. Usually I like to space them out. But there were two healers that I was very, very curious about. And I was really curious about their languages. I had, I really didn't know much about it on my own. So I was like, yeah, let's just like check this out. And there was a mix up in terms of scheduling with the first one. So it actually got pushed to the day before the second one. And I actually do love that they happen side by side because I realized, you know, by the end of the second healing that both of them had had essentially done the same exact thing. And that's why I thought they were so impactful. Both of them simply held space and reflected the unconditional love inside of me, the creation, the God, the source, the spirit inside of me, just within their respective languages. So one was... Um, one of them was an aura reader and then the other one was a shaman. So different languages, um, yeah, different languages, different healing practices, but they both told me essentially I could feel the love underneath both of them. And they both kind of told me essentially the same message, um, just in different words. And that's when I understood they're just reflecting the love that I have within myself to myself And we all have that ability. We all have that ability to reflect the love back to one another. And so that's a part of the healer too. You know, it's not just understanding like I have, you know, the ability to heal myself and that's what true abundance is. It's also being able to do that for other people, you know? And so that's why I think it's also, so it's really important to connect to the healer in a couple of different respects. It's not only about being able to really show up for yourself and to really understand and cultivate the relationship with unconditional love within yourself, but it's also being able to do that, you know, for other people and to really show up and be a mirror for unconditional love. Because like I said, the healer is all about remembering. So it's it's remembering who you are and then doing the same for others, you know, helping them remember who they truly are you know, within your own language. We are all human, so we all have different healing languages. So for some people, you know, um, and this is also where it's so beautiful and everything is so connected. I found that usually the language that you would reflect to somebody else is the language that really healed you, you know? So for example, Um, remember the astrology reading I mentioned probably like five minutes ago, maybe not even, you know, that long ago. At one point that did fit me, you know, and it doesn't, and I've talked about this on previous episodes, the languages and the healing practices and the tools that heal you at one point, those really do change over time. It's just more about paying attention to what did reveal the most love inside of you and what made you feel the most connected to yourself again? You know, what language really made you feel just so, yeah, so connected to the unconditional love inside of you? You know, what language really clicked with you? At one point, that was astrology. And then auras, I would say, clicked with me more than anything else. And so, I just, I find it so fascinating how all of that is connected. So like I said, gold is unity consciousness in terms of weaving the stories outside of you and understanding how they are a part of you as well. And the healer is a great example of this because when I had my first real aura reading, 
I just, I felt so connected to the colors and I wanted to find my own interpretation of the colors. And I was like, I feel a special connection here that I haven't quite felt anywhere else. I really feel like this reflects me at the core. You know, let me take a deep dive into this, you know, again, find my own interpretations, find my own understandings and let's see where it goes from there. You know, so the healer is also paying attention to, you know what, if you go see a healer and you don't have to, but if you do, you know, pay attention, like does their language really reflect, you know, the truth of who I am? You know, does it really help me to remember? Does it help me to, you know, return to who I am? Does it help me to, you know, reclaim the power inside of me? And if it does, that's probably your language or probably something similar to your language, you know, because I'm a big proponent of, discovering and cultivating your own language. So for example, instead of just, you know, I learned a lot about the aura colors from her. And then I realized, you know what, I want to learn about them in my own way, you know, not just like copy somebody else. And I've definitely mentioned that before, because that's very important, you know, to find your own language and find your really your own understanding of the unconditional love within you and within other people. So again, the healer is, it has a lot to do with reflecting. It has a lot to do with holding space and paying attention to, you know, what's outside of you is with, is within you as well. So if somebody, you know, said something to you or use a language where you're, you just remember a little piece of who you are, you know, pay attention to that because that can give you clues as to how you can genuinely reflect that to other people, you know? So for instance, there came a time where I realized, you know, astrology doesn't quite do that for me anymore. So it would be hard for me to reflect the unconditional love and hold space for the unconditional love within other people and help them remember who they are in context of within the context and within the language of astrology. If it didn't really click with me, you know, because then it's not channeled, it's copied, you know, every single healer I've been to where I was like, wow, I am absolutely just blown away by the love and the wisdom, et cetera. Their languages were 100% theirs, 100% channeled. I've seen nothing else like it anywhere else. And that's something that I deeply admired. So with that, we can actually go into Gnosis. So Gnosis goes really well with the healer and all of the themes of abundance and in gen- uh, it's just such a beautiful card. I really love this card. So Gnosis is the archetype of following your innermost knowing when it comes to mystic truths. So like I said earlier, as we've moved through kind of like the rainbow, essentially of the different colors, the stories, they become a little bit less grounded. And Gnosis is one of those stories. So Gnosis is the archetype of how true knowledge and, you know, your innermost knowing, that's not something that you can really find in like a book, you know, the deep and, you know, timeless wisdom, you know, especially with respect to the healer, because again, we all hold space for the unconditional love within ourselves and one another. And Again, gold is all about abundance, right? And unity consciousness. And it is a little bit, I'm finding, again, unity consciousness has kind of two layers to it. There's the internal and the external. You know, it's understanding that every single person is a part of our universal family. And then the stories of our universal family, that's within us as well. You know, so just keep that in mind. 
And you know what I love about the healer and gnosis and everything I just said, actually, in general? So language is really, really important. And that's because the language that you have, you know, again, with the healer to hold space for the unconditional love within yourself. Again, that's the same language you use to hold space for the unconditional love within others. And when I say others, I use like a capital O, but you can't do that because I'm talking right now. So, but that's just to denote that, you know, none of us are really separate anyway. Um, But let me repeat that. So the language in which we use to hold space for the unconditional love and to understand the unconditional love and to remember the unconditional love within ourselves is usually the same way we do that for other people. And so gnosis is kind of the process of finding your own unique language and what does that really look like. So for instance, um, I'm going to talk about astrology and then auras a lot because there is a big difference um, just in my experience of them. So for example, I really loved learning about astrology, you know, and this is a lot of the healer too. Astrology helped me to understand those really untangible aspects of myself. And that actually bleeds a little bit into the ocean, which is gold too. So the ocean is the unknown depths of the soul and the spirit. You know, it kind of speaks to, it's this energy that the spirit is infinitely vast. I love using this example with the ocean. So I remember like this statistic that, it's something crazy. Like only we've only really explored 20% of the ocean and it's like 80% of it remains a mystery. I don't actually know if that's like the actual fact and figure, um, like a little fun fact there, but you understand what I mean. We've only really explored such a small portion of the ocean and then a vast amount of it is just like a mystery. It's been 100% unexplored And so we use our languages, you know, kind of wrapping back to Gnosis and the healer to explore those aspects of our souls that just nobody's seen before and to shed light on aspects of our souls that, again, nobody's seen before. And that's the beauty of the ocean. You know, the ocean is the great unknown. The ocean cannot be contained. It's completely wild. And it might actually be one of those things that just cannot completely be known. You know, again, so much of the ocean just remains completely unknown, completely unexplored. And that's very, very mysterious and very beautiful. Um, But yes, astrology. So I really enjoyed astrology because it helped me to really understand a lot of those unknown and just intangible aspects of self, you know. So, um, For instance, when I really started to get to know myself, and this is the healer at work too, it's remembering who you are, it's holding space for the unconditional love within, right? So, you know, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know even just like a little bit of astrology. Um, But like, uh, for example, I'm like, I'm a Pisces moon, you know, and I had no idea what that meant. When I first started looking into astrology, I only knew that I was like a Leo. And so I only knew like a little bit about my sun sign. But I remember when I started really started learning, I was like, oh, I'm a Leo sun. I'm a Pisces moon. I'm a Libra rising. And that means X, Y, Z. I was like digging deeper and just uncovering different parts of the ocean that I didn't even know was there, you know? So 
through astrology. And that's why, you know, it's very important to honor our past languages and honor our past teachers because I definitely wouldn't be, you know, exactly where I am now, you know, without astrology as a key part of my journey. Journey, I really need to think of a different like word for that because it's just so overused by now. Anyway, there did come a point though where I was like, I really enjoy learning about it. And I really enjoy, like, I read so many books. I really enjoyed listening to all of these different podcasts. I really genuinely enjoyed, you know, learning about astrology, especially from this one brilliant um, healer podcast host that hosted this wonderful podcast about soul-centered astrology. Um, His name is Jeff Hinshaw. If you ever want to, like, look him up, he presented astrology in a way that I had never understood before. And I was like, oh, your understanding of astrology is 100% channeled. This is 100% yours. I had never heard, and he also blends um, astrology with tarot, which I think is really cool. And I had like a pretty solid understanding of tarot at that time. That's also a really good example. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed listening to the podcast and I enjoyed reading the books, but I was like, this doesn't speak to me, not in the way that it does to Jeff. Or a good example. So I really loved my tarot cards. I still have them. I could never like give them away or anything because they were really special to me. Um, and I really loved learning about tarot. Um, I really loved uh, Lindsay Mack, her podcast, Tarot for the Wild Soul. I really loved learning about tarot. The only place I've ever learned about tarot was through her podcast because all of the books just didn't feel right. I didn't really feel connected to them, you know? But I ran into the kind of the same wall, you know? It it was like I hit this layer of the ocean where I was like, I can't penetrate. I can't like get any deeper. And I was like, wow, Lindsay also has a truly channeled you know, vision and understanding of the tarot in the same way that Jeff does, you know, they all channel their own understandings. It's not base of a book, you know, their podcast. So brilliant. It, it was like an, anything I had ever seen, or I mean, I guess listened to before. And that's what I really admired about them. So going back, these are all examples of, you know, I wasn't really experiencing the full capacity of the archetype gnosis. So again, gnosis is like your own channeled experience of whatever language it is that, you know, you want to use to hold space with the healer. And again, gnosis is really important just in terms of unity, consciousness and abundance Because, again, the language that you use to describe your own soul, to describe your own ocean, to describe your own spirit, that's what you use to describe and understand the abundance around you, you know? So, I, again, I really, really love astrology. I really, really love, you know, tarot. I love everything that I learned about it. And if anything, they really taught me you know, we all kind of feel different connections to different languages we languages we are exposed to. And it's really important to pay attention to what does excite us, what does, you know, inspire us, what does awaken different parts of our hearts. And then to also pay attention to which languages speak to us and which ones just don't. You know, so those were really, really fun to learn about. And it wasn't until the day that I 
unwrapped the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck where I was like, this speaks to me, you know? And I just knew. I, I remember the very, I remember everything from um, when Kim held like a, what is it? Kind of like a reveal or like an unboxing. Not like that, but you know what I mean? It was like a reading, um, but not really because it's a deck of cards. She read a little bit from like the guidebook that day. Um, and then it, it was so much fun. But I remember like the first day and I remember sitting, you know, at my seat and she had hidden like a bunch of different cards underneath everybody's seat. And we all picked a card and mine was the Bardo which I'm actually going to talk about on the next episode. And that's a really special card to me because that's the first card that ever really came through for me that I ever looked at. So very, very special and yeah, personal to me. Um, but I remember, you know, flipping through the guidebook. I was so curious, you know, to see, you know, what this deck was because it's not like a tarot deck. I had never really clicked before with any Oracle deck. So I was like, I don't know what this is. But I just, I felt something different. And Gnosis is that felt experience. It's that felt experience of really, you know, just having your own understanding, your own relationship with the unknown, which is the ocean. So again, the ocean is like the great unknown. It's a little bit of like, it's very mysterious. Um, Yeah, but Gnosis, what it does is it calls you to kind of study your passion in the deepest way available to you. It calls you to contemplate, and especially with the ocean, contemplate the mystery at large. And then, so there's a mystery outside of you, and then there's a mystery inside of you. Those are both united, you know? So it's contemplating and studying, you know, the mystery in the deepest way available to you, you know? And the deepest way available to me translates to just, again, channeling your own understanding. So when I first started, you know, kind of interacting with the archetypes, you know, I was like using the guidebook and I was like, I really want to learn, you know, what these are. And then shortly after, I found that they just kind of spoke to me in their own way and I didn't need the book anymore, you know. And then, you know, later on, I received, and this is going back, wrapping back around to the healer a little bit, you know, I realized through my aura reading, auras really speak to me as well. I really love how she interprets the auras in general, but I want to find my, under, my own understanding of, you know, what they are and what they really mean to me. That's Gnosis, you know? Again, the healer, paying attention to how others have held space for us in the past and, you know, how does that make us feel? You know, Gnosis is a lot about, you know, feeling and you know, really understanding what is meaningful to you. And again, not necessarily just stopping, you know, and like reading, you know, other people's interpretations, you know, not necessarily just consuming information, but creating your own. It's a very active, it's a very creative card. Um, it's also a very life-changing card, you know, finding my own I was really inspired by her take on the auras, but again, not just that. It was more like I was inspired by the fact that she channeled them in the first place. So that's Gnosis. You know, it's just saying go beyond. It's kind of like break out of the box a little bit. You know, don't just, you know, pay attention to what anybody else has to say about, you know, any given subject. Find your own way. Find your own understanding. And so that's why I really love Gnosis with the healer 
because it's a lot about, you know, finding your own unique medicine, finding your own way to hold space for the unconditional love within, you know, everyone and every within yourself and everyone and everything else. And then in the spirit of, you know, abundance, you know, and yeah, I would say in the spirit of abundance and unity consciousness, bring those together. So for instance, with my understanding of, you know, archetypes and auras in general, that's just how I see the world now, you know, and that's how I receive information. Um, it's very interesting, you know, because, and that's why I said, you know, Gnosis is a very life-changing archetype because when you channel your own information, it's like you can't see the world in any other way, you know? I either, now when I like see like people, for example, um, I either, and it really depends on the given day. Sometimes I do see like a physical, like, or like a color around them. And then sometimes I just know, you know, in my own language, what their aura looks like. And so going back to the healer, all that is, is, you know, it's showing me how I can hold space for the love within them, within my own language. That's literally all that it is. It's nothing like, you know, crazy or out there. It's just like, how can I hold space for you? You know, how can I really understand the love within you? And that's why Gnosis is so important because it inspires you to just, you know, go deeper, dig deeper. And the channeled aspect of Gnosis is important because when you're kind of like out and about, you know, and you're like in very specific situations or, you know, in a very specific relationship, you want to be, you know, paying attention to, you know, and be present enough to just be with whatever love and whatever medicine is coming through instead of saying, oh, hold up, let me just look at my book for a moment, you know? So with respect to the healer and gnosis, we've talked a lot about, you know, what that means for unity consciousness. And you know what? This, and this is where it's like, it's so interesting to like kind of talk about and try and understand through words, but it's more, you have to really experience it. So when I say, you know, I understand kind of everybody as like a collection of archetypes and, you know, colors and in a very multidimensional way, going back to the original discussion of, you know, what is abundance? You know, what does that really mean? I told you at the beginning of this, abundance isn't anything outside of you. It's the unconditional love inside of you, you know? And there is a lot of abundance in uniting the story of the internal experience and the external experience. So, Here's where, you know, gold kind of comes to a head in terms of unity consciousness. So I told you earlier, you know, I believe, you know, within my language, we all have all 78 archetypes within us, right? And so also because every single archetype is associated with a color, which we've been talking about, we all also have the full spectrum or I guess what I would say my full spectrum of the 12 aura colors within us as well. And this is, again, where the healer comes in. So I hold space for myself in this way, you know, with the archetypes and with colors and, you know, all of the other, you know, multidimensional aspects that create my personal language. So again, the same way in which I hold space for myself is the same way in which I hold space for, you know, everything outside of me. But what that does is, and kind of going back to the ocean a little bit, you know, the ocean is like the unconscious. It's the depths. It's the incomprehensible parts of you. And so what you do with your language that you've developed through gnosis and those space holding, you know, capabilities 
you're holding space and really understanding the incomprehensible within, you know? And so, okay, for example, let's just keep this super simple. So um, I talked about the orphan a little bit earlier. Um, you know, that's, that's like a really, really easy example because we can all think back to an example of the orphan again. That's the silver family, not the gold family, but just like a very simple example. So with the orphan, you know, it's the orphan really helps us to understand because there is a lot of empathy associated with the archetype. We all have the wounded child within us. It might come out in different ways. It might, we all have different childhood wounds. wounds. Um, they all look very different and they are all very unique to us. But what the orphan allows us to do is truly empathize and understand, you know, if you understand the world in this way, I have the orphan within me. And then that person also has the orphan within them. You know, so as I understand myself and as I hold space for myself, I'm also holding space for them. And so gold, you know, again, unity consciousness is about weaving the stories of what's outside of you inside of you as well. And there are so many different ways that you can do this. So, um, for example, let's use a different. Yeah. So um, let's just say my two of my core aura colors are orange and yellow you know, just from a human perspective, you know, from a, my spirits or colors are violet and gold, you know, so they are a little bit different. Um, we're not going to go too deep into, you know, what that means today. Um, but another way of understanding this would be like, okay, so, or understanding, you know, what I was talking about earlier, just in terms of like how we all mirror each other and weaving the outside story inside of us because gnosis is kind of like that bridge, right? So if my main human aura colors are yellow and orange and I meet somebody else, but their main color auras are like yellow and green, I not only understand that, you know, we we both connect, you know, because one of our main aura colors is yellow. So I can understand them on that level. But I also know that we all have green inside of us, you know, and that's just that has a lot to do with, you know, how I read and how I interpret this world. So, again, the healer. However you hold space, you know, for the incomprehensible, you know, your soul, your spirit says a lot about how is how you hold space for the soul, the spirit, the incomprehensible within other people or um, not even just people. So and what it and also Gnosis as a bridge helps you to weave in, again, stories that again, might not be people. So it might be a little bit more difficult for you to wrap your head around. So for example, the sun and the moon. For me, the sun and the moon, well, this is not a hot take whatsoever. A lot of people perceive it this way. The sun is like the divine masculine and then the moon is the divine feminine. The sun and the moon, their stories, to me, those correspond with the father and the mother. So the sun, the divine masculine, that translates to the father, the moon, the divine feminine, that translates to the mother. Okay, now they're translated into two archetypes, the mother and the father. You know, the moon is like a yellow and then the sun is like a violet. Oh, that's interesting how those two are kind of reversed. Um, never thought about it that way, but see, so now I'm looking at like the moon as this, you know, yellow mother, you know, multidimensional archetype. And then the son as like this, you know, Violet and the father. 
And I have my own understandings of, you know, the mother and the father that are also within me. So now when I look at the sun and the moon, it's like I've integrated them, you know? So that's what I was talking about earlier with the concept of internal unity consciousness. It's looking at everything outside of you and realizing that its story is also a part of you. But again, you kind of have to find your own way with gnosis, you know? So, I mean, astrology is also a really good example because some people, you know, like, what am I talking about? Astrology is all about, you know, nature. It's all about the sky. It's all about understanding how the energies of, you know, all of the major celestial bodies, all of the minor ones as well, are a part of you and kind of create who you are, you know? Actually, the starborn is a huge is a part of gold it's a part of the gold family so since we are talking about astrology astrology is like a great easy way to kind of understand the energy of the starborn so it's think the starborn is kind of like it's a uh, the divine child the star child it's literally it literally contains the same story as what astrology is you know it's you know, understanding that when we are born, we have this cosmic spark within us and that the stars, you know, kind of align in a certain way and have like a certain shape or have like a certain constellation that kind of maps our human journey in the world, our human path, you know, and it is it is a little bit, you know, tied into it, weaved into it is the concept of destiny. And that's a little bit controversial. You know, do we have a destiny? Do we have like a dharma? Do we have a purpose? You know, so what's interesting about the starborn to me is it's kind of like um, the starborn and the womb. The womb is a yellow, but they both ask you to contemplate your birth story. And what does that really mean to you? And so Gnosis and the starborn and the healer a little bit are really important because again, the starborn, it's one of those cards that like a lot of them pose a lot of questions actually. Um, but the starborn in particular gets you thinking about, do you believe in purpose? Do you believe in destiny? And then wrapping it that back into Gnosis, what does that really look like in your own language? So I, uh, personal example, I think there was a point where I was like, oh, you know what? I was really contemplating, you know what? What do those big themes, like what do they mean to me? You know, do we have a destiny? Do we have a purpose? You know, what does that really look like? And that's really, really shifted over time. So the Starborn kind of with respect to Gnosis is, again, finding your own understanding of, you know, whatever purpose or whatever destiny, what does that mean to you? And then, you know, describing that in your own language. So Gnosis brings this really big energy to gold of whatever you do, find your own way, find your own language, find your own understanding. And the Starborn really encourages you to get creative. So remember what I said about, you know, how the Starborn has a lot to do with your birth story. Again, it's not necessarily, I mean, it, it kind of gives this like feel of astrology, but that's not what it has to be, you know? So for instance, 
when I started learning about more about like the aura colors and the archetypes, I kind of, I translated my energy into my own language. So that's what the Starborn invites us to do. And it invites us to be really, really creative and to see your life from like a more mystical, mythic point of view rather than like a literal one or a linear one. You know, it brings in this energy of nonlinearity just into your life, you know? And it invites you also just to develop your own relationship with really whatever that means to you. So, um, for example, the auras, auras and archetypes have taught me a lot about how I don't necessarily believe too much in a linear story like you were born for this and then you do X, Y, Z and then you have this purpose, you know, and then you're done. You know, what the Starborn has taught me is that I rather think that, you know, within this human experience, we do have, you know, maybe different key colors or different key archetypes. And then if we are aligned with them, that would be more similar to what somebody might call a purpose. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like being, for me, the Starborn, the way I understand it is the abundance that comes from being aligned with who you are and not necessarily like a checklist, you know? And you know what? It really, really depends on, you know, what it is that you believe. The Starborn simply asks you to ask yourself the question to kind of get clear and come to that understanding on your own, you know? So the Starborn is a really fun card, you know? Again, it is a very creative card. It's a very imaginative card. So Again, it doesn't have, astrology is like a great example. You know, I, again, for a long time, I really loved the story of, you know, we were all born, you know, under, you know, a certain, you know, constellation, a collection and placements of, you know, stars and celestial bodies and looking at how, you know, they interacted at that point in time, you know, when you were born says a lot about you. You know, that was really fun to me at one point. And, you know, again, like I said earlier with, you know, the examples of Gnosis that, you know, carried me so far until I realized, wow, that language just doesn't speak to me, you know, in the same way that auras do, you know. So that's just something to like kind of keep in mind that, you know, especially with respect to the healer and Gnosis, once you kind of find, you know, how you hold space for yourself in the present moment, and how you really show up to be your own healer, use that language and use that understanding to kind of dig deeper and to write the own, write your own birth story of your spirit in the first place. And I think that's a lot of fun, you know? And so I did that, you know, within, that's why I was saying earlier, you know, my human auras are typically, you know, orange and yellow. My spirit's auras are violet and gold. Oh, we're actually talking about gold now. You know, how fun is that? Um, So that's a good example. And again, the Starborn is really fun because infinite people can describe, you know, your soul, your spirit in infinite ways, you know? So in the same way that we can all hold space for the love within ourselves, you know, with the healer and the love within other people, you know, we can also bring that back and we all have infinite stories to describe, you know, people's souls, people's spirits. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. You know, gold is a very abundant color. It's a very fun color. Um, Because a lot, what a lot of these 
archetypes speak to is that there is so much potential for love everywhere. You know, once you kind of understand your soul and your spirit on a deeper level and just understand how you truly interpret the world around you, you know, again, based on your own felt experience, based on your own, you know, innermost knowing and just, you know, you kind of find your own way. So there's so much abundance within the healer, you know, just in terms of, again, you can be your own healer and you can hold space for the, and like, just even, it's not only being your own healer, but it's also understanding the unconditional love within you and the abundance of love in the world around you as well that you can hold space for. And that's also Gnosis. You know, Gnosis says there's no, there's no end to learning, you know, about unconditional love in general. And so think about it. If we all have unconditional love within us, you know, in the way I understand unconditional love, it has a lot to do with, you know, infinity, infinite possibilities, infinite potential. You can translate that unconditional love and keep learning from it into your own language, you know, which is the beautiful part of Gnosis. And then again, there's so much abundance in understanding the birth story of your own soul, your own spirit, and understanding that everybody around you can describe it in their own way as well. And then there's a lot of abundance within the ocean. And I feel like we didn't really talk about the ocean, but it, again, it's, it's the unknown. It's the mystery. It's the depth within us that we cannot contain, that we cannot manage. But again, we can only begin to know, you know? So I, I really love the ocean. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it does actually really tie in well with the idea that, you know, we each have a piece of unconditional love within us and that's everywhere. And that's what creates the ocean. So speaking of abundance, speaking of unity consciousness in general, the understanding that, you know, source, um, unconditional love, creation, spirit, that's within us and outside of us. Perfect example of unity consciousness and, you know, how we are all connected. So we have three archetypes left. We have the fault line, the river, and the hunter. Since we were talking about the ocean and water, we can talk about the river. So the river does have a lot to do with acceptance and forgiveness and reflection. And I really, the river is a very, very kind of simple and beautiful card just, it's one of those cards that, you know what, I've, you know, been just like learning more about recently because it does have a lot to do with releasing control. And I did release a podcast episode that was all about, you know, my biggest shadow is really connected to control. And the river asks you to just like release that and, you know, to just like uh, relax on your grip a little bit. Um, like I said, my biggest shadow is control, so I can like tighten it and it's just like, oh, relax, just like a little bit. Um, the river brings like this energy and this feel of grace and fluidity and, you know, just like, it's, it's just such like a beautiful, like dreamlike, it's a very soft energy. And in terms of gold, which again, has a lot to do with unity, consciousness and abundance. Remember what I said earlier about, you know, the river being connected to the concept of, you know, releasing control, well, that and forgiveness and how 
again, forgiveness to me is just revealing love in what from like a human or ego perspective would be a really uncomfortable situation. So the river has a lot to do with, you know, melting of the ego and then remembering who you are. And that connects to the starborn as well, because remember, the starborn is about remembering who we are. Oh, the healer and the starborn. So, you know what, in general, with the healer, the starborn and the river, there is a lot of abundance in remembering who it is that you really are. You know, the healer, you know, holding space for, you know, and again, this, it really depends on, you know, what it is that you think you really are. And then, you know, so for me, like I said, the narrative that we all have God, source, creation, spirit within us is, you know, very powerful to me, but it's not for everybody, you know, so the healer, has a lot to do with remembering that we are source. And then the starborn is has a lot to do with remembering, you know, not necessarily, it is a little bit of, you know, we are source, but also remembering, okay, what is my unique expression of source, you know? And that's why, again, it's important to take gnosis. Basically, gnosis translates, you know, whatever it is. So for me, again, you know, the idea that we are source, we are spirit, it translates that, you know, into a specific lens and that's the starborn, you know? So that's just a lot of fun. You know, the healer can, and then the healer helps you to remember both, you know, remembering who we are as source, remembering who we are as creation, and then remembering who we are as an expression of creation translated into our own unique language, you know? And then the river is a lot more simple than that. You know, it's it's a very calming, it's a very relaxing energy. It's kind of like the tear a little bit in just it softens the ego. It just reminds you that you don't have to grip so tightly. And it reminds you that you don't always have to be controlling everything all the time and to move through life with this energy and this feel of grace and fluidity. Um it's a more human remembering, you know? So we talked a lot about unconditional love with, you know, the healer and, you know, an ex- what we are, who we are as an expression of unconditional love with the starborn. And those are both beautiful. The river is kind of like the grounding card within the gold family. So on previous podcast episodes, I've said that especially for colors like violet, silver, blue a little bit, um, and indigo, it's very important for each color family to have like a grounding card. Otherwise, you can kind of just get lost and you know, like, you know, what happens in like theory, but we're all human beings, you know, and the river is the grounding card for the gold family. So the river reveals who we are on a very human, in a very human and a very grounded way, you know. The river reminds us that there is so much power and so much abundance within the human form. You know, there's so much power and potential within the deep emotional experience of being human. So the river, kind of like, you know, like the ocean, a very watery card. Um, But this has more to do with, again, releasing control and just honoring the sheer abundance that comes with you know, understanding that we are human and that we have human emotions, you know? So again, it's the grounded card and, you know, just in the spirit of, you know, gold and unity consciousness, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier about how like, okay, 
Um, I have the mother within me. I have all of the other archetypes within me. Um, the moon reflects the mother. So it reflects the mother within me, you know, all that good stuff. The, the river has like a slightly different flavor to it, just in that, you know, if I feel upset or sad, I understand that that's like a human emotion, you know? So as within, so without, or as without, so within, whichever one it is. So if I'm feeling, you know, sadness in this way, you know, other people feel that as well. Or if I feel anger, other people do as well, you know, within most like normal human beings. Um, So that's the river. You know, it's understanding that we are all united and kind of humbled through the experience of being human, which again, it's beautiful to understand that we are all united by the unconditional love within us. It's wonderful, again, to, you know, take our own languages and kind of, you know, use that to not only understand our own birth stories, but then also, because I didn't really say this before, when we translate our own energy into our birth stories, we discover, you know, a lot of, you know, powers, a lot of gifts, you know, that we have to bring. So it's not necessarily just understanding that for you, also other people, you know, and that's the energy of the starborn as well. So, um, let's say for the starborn, like if you believe in like, um, maybe let's use a different example, like the Akashic records or like past lives, parallel lives, that's also the energy of the starborn. It says we came into this life with like a set of like talents and gifts and then past life experiences. That's another language, you know, that's another understanding of the starborn. So we can understand that for ourselves and then use that to understand, you know, the gifts and the abundance that lies within other people or other souls or whatever it is you want to call it. So it's another way of discovering the abundance within and then the abundance that everybody else has to bring to the table, you know? And again, the river, it's just a more grounded perspective. So speaking of, you know, gifts and abundance and all of that good stuff, let's head over to the hunter. And the hunter is, it's a very mission, you know, oriented, um, very action oriented card. The hunter's message is very simple kind of in the same vein as the Starborn a little bit. So remember everything I was saying earlier about the Starborn and purpose and Dharma and, you know, what does that really mean to you? The Hunter just gets you thinking about, again, what is it you're doing and, like, basically who, what, when, where, why? You know, what is it that you're doing? You know, what is it in terms of, you know, your personal abundance, what abundance are you bringing to the collective consciousness, you know? What energy are you bringing to the collective aura? You know, what is kind of like, what is your mission? Or what is it that you want to accomplish here? And then all of the abundance that comes from that. So it doesn't have to, I mean, again, it doesn't have to look like anything specific. Like I'm here to, I don't know, uh, it, literally it could be anything. Um, and it and that also that does tie into the starborn a little bit too, because if you have a very linear perspective, then it could be you know I'm here to do X Y Z, um, or if you have like a non-linear perspective, it could be like I'm here to embody X Y Z. You know what I mean? So, for example, the hunter could be like um, I'm here to like open a restaurant, and that's because I love to serve people. I love to give them a space. I love to 
you know, make them feel like they're at home when they're not at home, like something like that. I don't really know. I've never owned a restaurant. And so basically once I've built that restaurant and then once I've, you know, hosted or like worked at it for like X amount, that that's what I'm meant to do. And that's that, you know, that could be the hunter or like in my language, the way I understand the hunter is, you know, this person's here to embody these archetypes and to share these gifts with these specific, you know, with their own specific combination of archetypes, you know, all that good stuff, you know? So it's a very simple message of that just reveals how do you channel your own abundance and how are you giving it, you know? And then the fault line, that's an interesting card to end on. The fault line is also very simple. Um, it's the card of redefining reality, you know? So it's it's kind of like the storm or um, like one of those, like we got to shake it up cards a little bit. I actually kind of touched upon the fault line earlier without even realizing it. So remember when I gave the example, the story of moving, you know, moving through different languages. So moving from like astrology to tarot, back to astrology, et cetera. The fault line, again, its message is very simple. It just brings this energy and the understanding that things change at any given moment, you know, and to be open to the abundance of that as well. So one day I was like all about astrology and the next day I was like, tarot is 100% for me. And now I'm like, you know what? Auras and archetypes, those really speak to me. And so the fault line, I really like the fault line, you know, in terms of especially with the healer and gnosis, because it reminds us that we are always, when we shift our language or when we find, you know, different dimensions of the healer and different, you know, space holding capabilities, we are literally redefining our reality. You know, like I said earlier, gnosis is it changes your entire world once you begin to under, like kind of once you begin to channel your own understanding of the unconditional love within you that's automatically translated every like literally everywhere else and that abundance and that's why you know gold is a lot of abundance unity consciousness but it's also the power that comes from that the power of love that comes from that you know the power of just like knowing that you can heal, you can hold space for love wherever you go in your own unique language because you have a relationship with it, you know? That's a really, really important part of gold. You know, developing a relationship with the unconditional love within you. So, and that relationship is reflected everywhere else. And that's abundance, you know, that's power, the ability to transform anything or it's either, I would say like transform reveal or hold space or reflect the unconditional love that is inherently weaved in everywhere. You know, I'll say, I've said it like a million times and I'll say it again. You know, if you believe this world to be, you know, composed of pure unconditional love, pure creation, pure God, pure source, there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of abundance and then there's a lot of freedom, you know? And so, I mean, all of the colors are like creative, um, you know, oranges store oranges story is heavily based on creativity, but gold is also very creative. You know, it invites you to get really creative with your understanding 
of what unconditional love is and then, you know, pay attention to how that translates everywhere else and how you can use that story to unite what's inside of you and outside of you. So, and again, the fault line, very simple message. It's quite literally every single time, you know, being open to those shifts, you know, being open to, you know, your language kind of shifting at any given time and then also being open to your reality, just being cracked wide open. You know, that's the energy of the fault line. And I really like that. I, I said it was like a kind of a weird way to end, you know, for that to be the last archetype. But I actually do like that example because that just opens you up to more abundance, more forms of love, you know? So for instance, and actually to tap deeper into the ocean. So if I were really stuck You know, if I were like, if I was like, you know what, I received this astrology reading. I really love um, reading about it. I love listening to this podcast, X, Y, Z. If I stopped there and didn't allow the energy of the fault line to kind of break in, I would have kind of stayed at one level of the ocean, you know, because like I said, it didn't really speak to me. It wasn't like, it wasn't mine. You know, Gnosis is very much find your language, find your own understanding, find your own innermost knowing, find your own rhythm, you know? So the fault line breaks us open, but it also brings us another level deeper, which I really appreciate. So alrighty, I think that's really, that's a good place to stop for gold. I really like gold. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of abundance within here. There's a lot of unity consciousness um, just in here, but And then, like I said earlier, each color does have its own theme. And then every single card contributes to the understanding of that theme in its own way. You know, so we learned about, you know, holding space for ourselves and how that helps us hold space for other people to remember with the healer and the abundance of understanding our own language and channeling with Gnosis and the abundance of understanding the depths of our own soul. and understanding that a piece of us is within the collective, uh, with the ocean, um, the starborn, the river, uh, the river, just the abundance and the reflection of how our human experience, you know, everybody's experiencing the full spectrum of that experience with the river, the starborn, we all have our own gifts, uh, to bring and translating those gifts into our own language for a deeper understanding the hunter, again, you know, what is it that we came here to do? What does that look like within the context of our own language? And then the fault line being open to change and being open to, you know, when things do change and not being afraid, you know, for our reality to be broken open so that we can keep going deeper and discovering more abundance within and then eventually, you know, ultimately more abundance within the world at large. So um, all of that's a lot of fun. I guess, yeah, that's a good place to end because these are just introduction episodes. So we are going to close the episode the same way that we open the episode with just a couple of deep breaths. I like to take the time to, you know, simply reflect on my original intention, you know, say thank you to all of the guides and everything that did guide us, you know, in our exploration today. So I take a couple of deep breaths. If you need more time, just hit the pause button and then we will wrap it up for today.
Okay, perfect. So thank you so much for joining me on our exploration of gold. Um, I always love recording these episodes because it is an introduction to you. And it's also kind of an introduction to me because I always learn something new during every single episode. You know, this conversation in particular, I learned, I wasn't even, honestly, I wasn't even sure where um, this one was going to go today just because, you know, all of them are channeled. None of them are scripted. Um, But I would say I've been the most surprised by gold thus far. So, um, okay, perfect. This was a lot of fun. Um, If you could rate, review, subscribe, that's really helpful um, within podcasting, um, all that good stuff. And then otherwise, you know, there's only a couple more colors um, to go. So if you haven't listened to any of the previous colors, um, you know, just pay attention to whatever medicine you need at any given time. And I look forward to recording the rest of the series and I will talk to you soon.